Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Kalila of Live Love House. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok and her own website, but she's really quite TikTok famous. So if you want to check her out, uh, make sure you listen to the end of the episode. She'll tell you how to find her on all the social media platforms. Plus, I'll include links on how to find her in the show notes as always. All right, but before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of the patrons over on Patreon supporting the podcast. So thank you so much, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, and new to the crew, Laura of the Oakley Soap Company. So thank you all so very much for being patrons and uh, providing that monthly support. All right. Um, If you have not listened to last week's message from me, I uh, ask you to hit pause on this week's episode and make sure you listen to that before you listen to this week's episode. Um, Just sharing a message about where I stand right now with the way things are in this world and also uh, kind of the mission behind the greater mission behind the podcast. Um, So please have a listen to that and make sure you go check out the episodes of all of the Maker Moms that I mentioned in that message. All right. Without further ado, here is Kalila of Live Love House. Well, if you don't have any questions for me, then why don't we just start with you giving a little uh, brief introduction about yourself? Well, my name is Kalila. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom of three. I'm married. I love DIY and all things houses. And I'm also a beginner woodworker. All right, awesome. Well, before we dive into each of those little uh, segments you just listed off there, let's go back to your childhood. Where'd you grow up? You know, what kind of things were you interested in as a kid? Sure. So I grew up in the Midwest in Nebraska uh, with a single mom who was raising four girls. Um, She was very hardworking. She always had two jobs and we were kind of left to ourselves, Uh, but we all turned out okay. So so that was good. <laughs> awesome. Um, where Whereabouts in Nebraska, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. I grew up in Grand Island, Nebraska. Not, I don't know. No. My, I lived, as a kid, I lived in Council Bluffs for a bit of time. 
uh, which is right across the river from I know Omaha. exactly. Yep. Yep. And then my first job out of college was for Hormel Foods in Fremont, Nebraska. Well, what kind of things, um, I mean, you said, you know, uh, hardworking single mom, of the four of you, what kind of things did you guys do to entertain yourselves? Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I was always the one who wanted to be outside hanging out with my friends, doing that kind of stuff. I was super into sports. So sports were everything to me. I, was, I played basketball, volleyball, track was a real big thing for me. Like I always was really busy with sports. Um, and so that's what I did all throughout high school. All right. Um, what about after high school? What did you do after high school? So shortly after I graduated, um, I got pregnant. Um, my husband and I met in high school and we dated in high school. And shortly after I graduated, I found out I was pregnant. Um, so I had a child, my first child, very young. So that was my main focus. Um, but after, after I had her, um, I decided to get my cosmetology degree. So I did that for several years until I had my second child. Okay. And is that when your second child was born, is that when you um, kind of went back to stay-at-home mom? For sure. Yeah. When I had my second child, um, I just, my husband, my husband's job really started taking off and I needed to be there with both of the kids. And so it just made more sense for me to stay home. Um, we also were really young when we bought our first house and we knew nothing about houses and we were on a strict budget. We didn't have really money to do anything. So we had to learn how to do everything ourselves. All right. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that because I'm assuming that's when your kind of journey into home renovation type uh, stuff started. Um, so was that like a joint learning or were you kind of like um, the, yeah, the person joint, driving that ship? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely joint, but my husband knew so much more than me. I mean, we were really young, but he knew. He's one of those guys who just knows a lot about everything and so I was not interested in it at all like I thought it was so boring and I didn't want anything to do with it and I wanted things done but I wanted him to do them and I was taking care of the kids so yeah I wanted a nice new living room or whatever but I didn't want to do the work I was not interested in the work at all it wasn't until probably 2007 that I really got into doing the work so we had, we've moved a lot for his job, which is a really good thing. So we've lived in a lot of different states. And this is our seventh home that we live in right now. But back in 2007 is when I really got into, I got sick of waiting for him to come. <clears throat> Excuse me, coughing. I got sick of waiting for him to tell me how to do stuff that I just was like, okay, now I'm going to start researching it and doing it by myself. I'm not waiting around for him anymore to learn how to do all these things and make sure that I'm doing them right. And so the first thing I ever built was a little mini picnic table for my kids. And I just thought that was so great. Um, but most of the stuff that I learned to do was inside the house, like tiling, um, kind of little small like millwork stuff. Um, I learned how to use a coping saw, those type of things. Like I didn't know how to do, but I was determined to learn how to do them because I was sick of waiting around for someone to tell me how to do them. All right. 
So, but what was the switch? Because there's still a difference between like you're doing it because you want to get it done, right? And and make a difference in your home to like you're doing it, want to get it done, and you enjoy doing it. Like what kind of flipped that switch? Um, I would say back in that house in 2007, it needed all new like trim work done. I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared. I'd never used a saw or anything before. And so I just did a little bit of research and, and tried like, I just figured it out and decided like, Hey, that's not hard. How can they make it seem harder? Why am I making it seem really difficult when it's not that difficult? And I tell you what, it just started from there. And then I was like, oh, the tiling needs to get redone in the bathroom. So I'm going to figure that out. Um, we had the tile and he was going to do it. And he was super busy with work. So then I was like, I'm going to do it and show him that I can do it. And um, he was really surprised. <laughs> and then after that, I think he was just like, what did I create? Like, But he's always been like, you. he was the one who would always tell me like, dear you can do it like you can do it just like he'd try to explain things to me over the phone and stuff and i'd get so nervous about trying anything but he'd be like no you can do it so he's always been the one that was like it doesn't matter you can do it like i'll show you how to do it you can figure it out you can do it so mm -hmm. i love i love that he's really supportive about everything that i want to do um he's always been the one that's like it doesn't matter if you're a girl or or a guy, you can do everything. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, what, so what were some of the first tools that you started using? Um, the first, I'd say the first tools I ever used were probably just like a drill, a drill and a hammer. Those type of things um, were probably the first couple tools that I felt comfortable using. Mm -hmm. those bigger tools like a miter saw or a table a table saw those are super those scared me so much to use now it's like not a thing like now it's like it's so easy and I don't even think about it being scary but when you're first learning stuff it, it is scary mm -hmm. well how do you I mean why do you think you made it over that hurdle of between it, you know, being scared by them to now you're comfortable, you know, what kind of drove you to that point or got? I think it's just point? experience. Um, even even if you just make something really simple, like a shelf or something, but you can use a handsaw, right? Um, you you can get the work done doing that. But then just push pushing yourself a little bit further and saying, hey, now I'm going to try using the compound miter saw. It's quicker, right? And then you're like, wow, that wasn't scary. Just, you know, just pushing myself a little bit each time with stuff, um, I think helped me with that hurdle. Okay. Um, was it, I mean, did you, were you teaching yourself those tools or was your husband kind of helping you walk through learning how to use all of them? Um, he definitely helped me walk through using a lot of them, but there's times that he's not here and I, I need to learn how to do something and I'll just put YouTube on or, or something or, you know, look it up real quick on Google of how to do something. And then I'm very cautious when I first start doing it, but, but I eventually get it. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now are you mainly doing 
um, all of this building and working like just for yourself or is it becoming a business or is it a mix of both? It's definitely not a business. It's, it's definitely just for me and my mm-hmm. house and my family. I'm probably too nervous to try to build something for somebody else. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just a beginner at that. So that makes me nervous if someone were to ask me to build something. And I, it's just fun for me. Like it's, it pushes me creatively to do something. And I, I always want it to be fun and challenging. And I don't, I feel like doing it for other people, maybe it becomes a job then and it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your shop space look like? Like where are you working out of? Okay, so my shop space is my two-car garage, (laughs) and it has a little, I call it just a little tool room hooked to it that I keep all my tools in, which is a complete mess right now and needs a really good cleaning, but um, that's where I do most of my stuff. It works okay now because I'm not building, you know, tons of huge furniture pieces or anything like that. Um, so it works okay now, but it would be nice to have something larger. And that was just dedicated to shop stuff. I still have mm-hmm. to pull my car in and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have to be able to move stuff out of the way quickly when I need to get in there. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what kind of tools are your like main, you know, your mainstays, the things you're kind of going to time and time again? Of course, so like a drill or an impact drill, uh, my compound miter saw, and probably my table saw, and then little jigs. I love to use like the Craig jigs and things like that. They're so easy to use. So I'm always building stuff with like those main things. Mm Well, I know because every maker has one of these lists. What's what's at the top of your uh, want to have tool list? Ooh, I have two things <laughs> for sure. Uh, I I have an old um, compound miter saw. It's really old, so I'd like a new one, and then a planer, probably a planer. Mhm, mhm. Are you mainly working with just like? Uh, I guess, what kind of lumber are you working with usually? Is it usually just like dimensional lumber, like construction lumber, like two by fours or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then I try to make it a little bit nicer by straightening the edges on them and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'd like something, I'd like to get into more hardwood. And so having a planer, I think would help me with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have some like dream projects out there that you're hoping to kind of start getting into? Oh, for sure. I want to build a table and I want to do it with a hardwood and not, I mean, I, I, w- I could do it with, you know, two by fours or whatever, but I want to, I want to up my level and try and do it with hardwood. And so that's where a planer would be nice to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so I've been, I've been following you for a while on Instagram um, and then I found you on TikTok as well. And you're oh, like, yeah. you're like blowing up on TikTok. So I want to talk a little bit about TikTok. Sure. <laughs> um, so what, it, okay, so sin, especially since you're doing these, all these projects for yourself and for your home, like what a, about that has driven you to like share 
at all, you know, on any social media? Like what is, um, is it just to share just for fun or is there anything else um, you're hoping to, to get out of that? Yeah. Well, it started out just for fun. I mean, I started Instagram, I think back in 2015, um, but I never posted regularly. So, you know, it was just random, like maybe once a month, if that. Um, I never took advantage of it when I probably should have. But it just to share with like my family and friends of what we're doing, because we live so far away from our family. And we, like I said, we move a lot. So it was just to share like, what I was doing, what was keeping me busy. Um, and then my kids are embarrassed that I'm on TikTok, okay? Because I, I have an adult child, right? Mm -hmm. I have a 23-year-old, and she's just like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> but I just find it so fun, and it's just another way to drive people to my Instagram to see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually, I would love to have, like, sponsorships and people to help me keep being creative you know what I mean mm -hmm. so that all the money is not just coming out of my pocket you know <laughs> yeah so I mean I guess that falls in line with you know the the question I asked earlier about it being a business so even if you're not building for other people just creating content in itself um, is definitely a business nowadays um, right so is that, like, how close do you think that is on the horizon of being able to, or, or wanting to reach out to sponsors and work with them? I've never tried to. I, I just, I'm still in that, like, does anybody even care what I'm doing, right? <laughs> I'm still, like, just doing it, you know, for me. I can't, I still can't believe people follow me on these, on TikTok or Instagram, because I feel like I'm so boring and but I want to share what I'm doing and I want people to know that you can come from anywhere and you can do anything with 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 just little amounts of things that you have um it's so rewarding to like redo a space and know that it didn't cost me a bunch of money to do it mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like I don't know I feel like I I guess I feel like I like Instagram, but I feel like it's also kind of fake. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You only see what people want you to see and not everything is always great, but I try to be really um, truthful about what I'm posting and what things cost and how you can really do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, every platform is different, right? I mean, they're just, <clears throat> they're different. They all start out for different reasons. Um, so Instagram definitely gets the, like everything is pretty and perfect type of at least uh, reputation um, because it yeah, started sure. out as a, a photo sharing app for photographers, right? And so right. makes total sense that that's in its DNA and that's kind of like the culture that it's created there on that platform. Whereas TikTok, I've definitely noticed, like, people are really, like, kind of rebelling against all of the other <laughs> social media platforms there and trying to be like, we're just going to be kind of crazy and real over here type thing. 
Um, yeah, and that's why I really like it too. I love watching the, the videos and yeah, that I guess that's my whole thing is I'm just trying to keep it real, like you mm -hmm. said. Like Yeah. Easy. It's fun. It it takes no time. Like I don't have to go through and try to find a pretty picture, like you said on Instagram. I'm just posting what I just took a video of, you know, mm -hmm. it's all real. Yep. Um so how are you feeling about, I mean, you, I, I feel like you, I know you have at least two, if not more videos on TikTok with over a million views. So yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> how's that feel? Like, I mean, did it it's, like, it feels good, but I just, I don't get the algorithm at all. Because yeah. I can post something <laughs> and then I'm like, what, what, are, what is going on? Like nobody is looking at it, but yet they've watched this other video that's similar, um, mm -hmm. kind of the same thing, and I have all these views. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out the algorithm. I don't know if I ever will, but it's just crazy. It's, it's nice because it has driven some people over to my Instagram, um, mm -hmm. but I'm actually really liking, I think, TikTok a little bit more than I am Instagram right now. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you... Uh, feel like people interact with you over on TikTok and your and the content you're putting out there? Um, I think it just depends on the video. Uh, certain videos I have tons of people who um, comment and other ones I don't. I, I have been getting a lot of um, like direct messages. I don't know if that's what you call them on TikTok. Right. But people have asking for like woodworking plans, which I don't have any woodworking plans on anything. I just kind of see something that I like and then try to replicate it. So mm -hmm. that's something I would like to get into is on my blog is try, try and really put some woodworking plans up there of some, you know, some other things maybe in the future that I'm going to build or put together. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that a current, like, is that a current thing, your blog? Um, I've had my blog for a while. I just, I'm not, I don't post on it regular. I was really into the, uh, on Instagram being on, I was really into those one room challenges on Instagram. I don't know if you've ever mm. heard of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I use my blog for. And just for myself, just to, um, document the process of each home that we're in. I love going back and looking at like where I started and how far I've come with mm -hmm. the stuff that I know how to do. So that's really what the blog was for. So what happens when um, you get every project in your house done? <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, there's so many things that still need to be done. And like I said, we move a lot due to my husband's job. This is our seventh house. And I don't think I've ever lived in one that we got everything done. We look for fixer-uppers or ones that we can work on because it keeps me busy. <laughs> um, but it's just so unpredictable, like, when we may move that I've never gotten one 100% done. All right. Well, I suspect that could happen someday. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Does that mean you start moving on to doing like your kids' houses or like? <laughs> I definitely will. And, and I'm sh they've already asked me to help them do stuff when they get houses. So I can't wait. 
Awesome. Um, so you still have two kids at home, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're still, you know, active mom, you're renovating different parts of the house, you know, making furniture on occasion. Um, how do you manage doing all of that at the same time? Um, I think it helps that when I started like woodworking, at least they were a lot older, so I don't need to constantly be checking in on them. Mm -hmm. I had one that just graduated, you know, uh, this year. And then the youngest one is going to be 14 and he just kind of, he's a very good kid and he stays busy doing his own thing. Um, so I don't really, I mean, it's easy for me now. It would be, a, it, I, I can understand it being a lot harder if they were younger, but it's kind of easy to, um, do it all with them because they're, they don't get in my way and they're not a problem. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like they're perfect. Like if they need me, they'll just come out and ask me something. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do any of your kids show interest in learning how to do some of this stuff? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think because they grew up with us, you know, always like renovating and doing things. They, I think we've turned them off to that. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see until they have their own houses. But I always try to bring them out there and show them things. And they're just like, uh, okay. Like they'll listen, but they're not interested in it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, do you think that would have been different if you had started some of the woodworking when they were younger? For sure. Yeah. I'm really surprised I'm interested in woodworking. I did take like a shop class in school, but when you're younger, <laughs> I was more into other things than worrying about like what we were doing in that class. But right. now when I look back, I'm like, why did I not pay attention? Why, <laughs> you know, like that would have been so fun. So you mentioned that the picnic table you made um, for your kids, but what, what started getting you into maybe wanting to do more, you know, I guess straight up woodworking versus like DIY home stuff? Sure. So we were renovating our kitchen um, and I was on a strict budget and I looked up how much it cost for cabinets and I was just, I couldn't believe it. So I was like, there's got to be an easier way. Like there's got to be an easier way. What if I tried making them? right? And my husband was just kind of like, well, you can try, like, sure. So I did a bunch of research on YouTube, and I came across Anna White. I'm sure everybody knows who she is. And she made, was making cabinets on one of these videos. And she just kept talking about how easy it was. And oh, it's so easy, you can do it. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to make one cabinet. And if it goes horribly wrong, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I guess we'll just keep the cabinets we have. But I made it, I followed her steps and I made it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is good. Like I was surprised, like this turned out really good. I can't believe it. And then <laughs> my husband came home and he saw it and he didn't, I think he was like, what? Like you, you made that? And then I just continued to like make a bunch of them. I figured out like, you know, how much space I had, how big I wanted everything to be what size everything needed to be 
and I started making them. The difficult part came when I also was making the doors and drawers. I'd never done that. And so it took me a little bit longer to figure that out. But after that, like I was hooked. I was like, I can build anything. Like, this is so great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I want to talk about specifically about that project a little bit because like, yeah, cabinets, even not custom cabinets are like really expensive to go out and buy. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure you did to at least some degree a cost comparison. What just kind of out of curiosity, like what'd you end up saving by making all the cabinets yourself? I don't even know because we started, I, I looked at like higher end cabinets and then I looked at Ikea cabinets and I still thought they were pretty expensive. I mean, I'm talking like $10,000 $10, for like what I wanted. And then I ended up spending, I don't remember the exact amount just on the cabinets, but for the whole kitchen renovation, it was like $6,300. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that would, uh, I'm assuming included like countertops and... That included appliances. Oh, wow. Countertops. <laughs> and I bought a new table saw. That was all the tools too. I bought a new table saw to help me make the cabinets. So, Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> what did your husband think about uh, you saving all that, all that money? He was very happy. <laughs> he was very happy about it because I like told him, like I had a budget. We, we agreed on a budget and I just was like, this is never going to happen because I have to get new flooring, new cabinets, new everything. It's not going to happen. Lighting. Like I just, and then I just got to work on like finding what I liked and trying to find an inexpensive version that still looked nice. And he was blown away. He was, he couldn't believe it. When I tallied everything up and had all the receipts and showed him, he was just like, that's crazy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, there's always that, there is always one catch, right? Which is it, costs less usually to make it yourself in the in the sense of like dollar and cents material wise yeah it usually i'm always like if i actually sold some of the things that i like made for myself and counted how long it took me to do it like nobody would ever buy that because it's like a twenty thousand dollar clock or whatever you know it's like right um so that's always like the caveat, right? It's like um, people, and I think sometimes that plays into if if people are making things to sell them and somebody's like, wow, it's really that expensive, like because they know that material-wise it should be cheaper than, you know, buying it from the store or whatever, but they yeah. don't account for everybody's time. Right, time is the biggest factor, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it took me like five months, between five or six months to get it all done. So yeah, you sacrifice like you don't have a kitchen for five or six months, right? You're eating mm -hmm. out of the dining room and, and ordering out and doing certain things. But it was all worth it to me in the end. Like every time I walk in there, I'm still like, wow, like I did all of this. Like this is crazy. Yeah, absolutely.
Um, what would you say is your kind of favorite part about, you know, being a maker and DIYer? Um, I guess my favorite part is, is like, I set my own rules. I can take as long as I want to, to make something. Um, nobody's telling me that I'm doing it wrong. I can make it the color or how I want it to be. It's, it's all just up to me and what I feel like doing. I guess that's my favorite part is there's no rules. Yeah. What's your favorite part about being a mom? Oh, geez. Everything. Um, I love being a mom. I think watching them grow up and like figuring out they can do things and learning from their mistakes and how anything is possible. That's probably my favorite part is just watching them grow, grow into really great humans is amazing. Yeah. Now, do you feel like you've had any challenges uh, that you've had to face uh, being a woman in what, you know, is usually seen as more male-dominated work? For sure. I mean, just going to, like, a home improvement store, you constantly, well, I constantly get asked, like, do you need help? Do you know what you're doing? Are you sure that's the tool that you need? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> you just kind of have to laugh, laugh at it. But yeah, or I'll be even outside working on something and I'll have neighbors come up and they're like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Or that's crazy. And it's like, you know, I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. So mm -hmm. sure, I've had some challenges. Okay. Um, I mean, you said too, like your husband's super supportive. Um, do you like, do you feel like the rest of your family is also like that supportive of you learning all these new things? Oh, for sure. Yep. Everybody is in my family is really supportive. They think it's cool. They still can't believe like when they come in our house and see the stuff I've done, they're just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe you do this. Um, but it's so good. Can you help me? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I teach my kids that too. I want them to know that they can do anything. It doesn't matter. Like if you want to do it, you're determined. I'll teach you how to do it or we'll figure out how to do it together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's actually a great segue into the next question, which is what do you hope that your kids um, have or will learn from watching you do all this besides necessarily like the specific skills to do it, but what do you hope they learn from watching you take on all these tasks? Sure. Oh man. I just want them to learn that, that it takes hard work to have anything like there's no shortcuts and that you really just have to work hard and you have to be patient and you can pretty much, like I said before, do anything. I just want them to, to know that anything's possible. And in, in the world that we live in today, I know that's a lot of people don't think that, but it is. Yeah. So what would you, what would be your advice to another um, mom who would want to tackle a new skill like, you know, woodworking or, or some kind of uh, home renovation, but is hesitant to get started? Um, I guess I would say start small, uh, do your research and just do it. Yeah. Like it's when you think about things and don't like 
if you think, wow, I want to renovate my whole kitchen, that's intimidating. But if you mm -hmm. think, wow, how about I start with just um, like taking out these cat, you know, this little section of cabinets and building a shelf, like you can build a shelf um, with two pieces of wood or whatever you want to do, like do that little smart, small part first um, and do your research and you can do it. Yeah. Well, we are actually like at the end of our uh, time. So I wanted to give you a chance, though, to shout out how everyone can follow along with you on the interwebs okay. and see what you're up to. Sure. Well, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Live Love House, and I have a blog called LiveLoveHouse.com. Um, awesome. Um, where would you say you're probably on the most? If people wanted um, to pick just one. <laughs> um, right now I'd say TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's an okay answer. Even if, okay. Your even if your daughter's like, no, I don't want you to be on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Well, no, thank you for allowing me to chat with you. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Kalila with Live Love House. I will include links on how you can follow along with her and watch her journey in the show notes for this week's episode. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, plus all of the past episodes, the quickest and easiest way to do that is to follow along with the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom podcast. And the link in the bio there. You click on that and there's a place to go for show notes. So that's the quickest and easiest way. Um, there's also links there for joining the tribe over on Patreon. So if you're really enjoying the podcast, there are a few ways you can show your love for it. One would be to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it. Two would be whatever podcast podcast platform you are listening on if it is possible to leave a rave review that is awesome especially over on apple itunes that helps people find the podcast three would be to be a monthly supporter over on patreon there's a one three and five dollar level with goodies at each of those levels at the five dollar level you get a maker mom tea plus sticker plus other goodies and um, at all the levels you will be shouted out at the start of every episode until that no longer becomes possible but I'm going to do it for as long as I humanly can and then the fourth way that you can support the podcast is uh, there are maker mom teas available over on my website my Freeman furnishings website uh, in the shop the one that is up and available has the logo on the front and then the mom squad listed out on the back, which is all of the moms for the first 65 episodes are listed on the back there. And I will continue to um, update that every so often. So that list should only grow and grow and grow. All right. And uh, yeah. Those are all the ways that you can help support the podcast and all of them are greatly appreciated. All right, folks. Well, 
I hope that you have a good weekend. I know things are starting to open back up again, but I still hope that you stay safe and stay healthy. Um, take the weekend as an opportunity to listen to some awesome podcasts or read some books uh, to help continue your education, sharing information, um, all those wonderful things. All right, until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Music